you reach for the sky Your color comes from your will to survive Oh, I'm struck dumb, 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 dumb G'day and welcome to Snowy Gun Presents, a podcast about, we're not quite sure yet, but we're pretty sure it's got something to do with the land of song. I'm Jordan Wilson. And I'm Daniel Forsyth. Together we've been writing, recording and dancing with song for almost 40 years and we're more mystified than ever. So come and join us as we figure out where we're Well, we definitely don't figure out where we're going. Oh, I'm struck dumb, 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 dumb. It's Daniel, and yes, that was my friend Jordan Wilson, lead singer-songwriter of the Sydney-based duo Georgia Fair. Jordan has had quite the ride in the land of song, including being signed to a major label, touring goodness knows how many times across Australia and overseas, supporting some of Australia's most celebrated artists, including Paul Kelly, Kate Miller-Heidke and John Mayer. No, he's not Australian. Under Georgia Fair, he released three albums, two of which were recorded in the US of A, and he's now embarking on a new solo adventure. Amongst releasing three new singles, he's also self-published a book of short stories titled Some Short, Some Long. His latest song, Newcastle, is an absolute ripper, which has a money-back guarantee to make you cry. He also has two dogs, a greyhound and some other kind who really belongs on a farm. You don't need to know that, but now you do. To kick off episode one, we took a little road trip in his Suzuki Swift as I tried to get inside his soul to see why he can't give up this damn song thing. So grab a cuppa, get the dogs, take a walk or a drive with us as we go down roads we've never been before. Snowy gum. So that's what I wanted to start with. My first question for you was what does the word song evoke for you or bring up for you? Well, um, the quickest way to answer that is everything. (laughs) (laughs) Song seems to be um, the way that I process at least most things. Um, Yeah, it's... We've talked about it a lot um, off camera, but it's something kind of indescribable um, but for me it's it's let's call it my my funnel it's my funnel of how, funnel. I, how I process how I process my my experience here on earth on earth yes and 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 in particular you know human relationships I think that's probably um, yeah that's definitely how I process my my human relationships mm-hmm. yeah the complexities yeah. of that which um, don't seem to be able to get expressed any other way yeah they, I call it the funnel <laughs> because 
life happens. It, it goes, it goes in, <laughs> yeah. and then the songs come out, and right. whatever the process of that exchange is, is what I think, what I call song. Yeah, um, that's a nice imagery. There's so, there's so much going on, and it's just you have to somehow process it in some way. Yeah, and song is the thing that. So then, in that saying, you, you sort of that need to put it back out there too the funnel goes into the funnel but then it's got to come out the other side of the funnel as well yeah um, yeah I like to show to show what I've done um, and it's like a, the process to keep getting the bounce back I need to put songs out if I want to keep getting if I keep more songs and, and more experience out of life um, more juice for the funnel yeah exactly <laughs> needs a good clear out that uh, the filter of that, that funnel but um, yeah no it's it's very important to me basically song um, it happened happened quite young um, do you where, remember the first time you encountered yeah I, th- I, th- I think <sighs> listening to Eminem on the radio <laughs> 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 yeah I remember he was probably the first that's probably my name is it's probably the first it's artist that I wanted to record on the cassette of the radio yeah. to have I think that's the first yeah like the like the fact that he could say what he was saying right. from where I was coming from <laughs> and getting away with yeah it. <laughs> it was definitely opening some so how old were you then when that I want to say around probably around the 10 mark Wow. I'm guessing around the 10 It's so explicit for he like he was super explicit yeah. and for a 10 year old like but he I, I was listening to that song the other day not the other day but like sometimes going to Eminem thinking like man that song is yeah it's yeah. provocative even now like even more so now somehow yeah uh, yeah like he's, he's basically a smart ass um, but a very smart one <laughs> but he's also points he's right he really points out um He's pointing out shit in the world that's like that's a little bit fucked, and yeah, and yeah, it's like I don't even know, like my upbringing to to Eminem's was very different, so I don't even know exactly what it was that was resonating. But there was like I guess some sort of rebellion that that it spoke to me, mm-hmm. um, and saying things that you weren't necessarily allowed to say in your everyday life yeah yeah right and so do you then so that and then song I feel like that is sort of what song can do is that it allows you to say something that you can't yeah you can't say in everyday life yeah it's a different kind of language basically and I mean once you do it for a while you realise you're not excused the realm of song like you can still get into trouble for things that you say <laughs> yeah right it's not a fear yeah, yeah. yeah um, you know probably usually from your missus but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely helps you helps you say things that you can't normally say mm. yeah um, yeah that that um, it makes me think because I was just yesterday I indulged in a lot of your music I listen to your music about an hour about two hours yeah and um, I we, we toured back in the day so a lot of these songs I did know but a lot of them I sort of didn't know I was getting reminded of 
and what I was what I was thinking is um, one of the things I was thinking was like I was giving these songs a fair bit of attention probably more than I would usually but yeah. I give my own songs that kind of attention Yeah. and I was just thinking man these songs you must have given them so much attention and the recording of them like yeah. no one in the world will give these songs more attention than you you will which yeah. is sort of it's it's kind of a wild thing to think of, but this the whole unseenness of of the what the world sees is this little three four minute thing or whoever yeah. listens to it. But behind that, there is this like hours and hours and hours. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm saying there, but but when you when you're saying that the difference between there's a difference between and we've talked about this a lot, but like the difference between a release of music like there's the act of writing which in the writing you could say whatever you wanted to yeah. but then in the release of it there is there's a, that's a different thing yeah that's not a question but it's a yeah well you're right I mean when especially when I was when I first started making records rather than songs I guess that's the diff, there's a difference there records versus songs yeah um, mm-hmm. the once you've been in it in the game long enough you sort of realise there is a little bit of difference between the process of writing your songs wherever you do that and then when you go to put them down there's like um, they almost feel like two different processes to me is what I'm, I'm saying like obviously they overlap as in song, um, songs and records in particular yeah well writing and recording yeah you know? um, that's, what, that's what was coming up for me as well listening to it I was like man these um I was very curious to a lot of the production choices. That might be something we go into, but yeah. um, you finish your thought first. Yeah, no, um, what I was going to say was you don't think that you're going to be the main person listening to these songs necessarily when you're writing them. Like, even though you are, you're right, you're probably the person that puts the most attention into them, but it's <laughs> right. sort of you're hoping maybe other people are going to give it that attention. You're sort of allowing that. You're yeah. writing in with the thought of this. People are going to listen to this, hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. I think so. And so that's quite a humbling experience to think that no one's listened to this more than, more than you have. And you know every little detail of that song, every little, like, lyric. Yeah. The way you sing lyrics. Well, when I, when I started, like, I guess for whatever reason I'm framing... What the time you're talking about much more around all through winter time I don't know exactly when you're thinking and about all through winter is the album that you released so that'd be the Georgia Fair's first album yeah. so that's the time I've got in mind um, uh-huh. and you know there was actually a bit of an MO to just get songs out at that point so um, and I think maybe that was one of the differences between um the way you and I maybe started in some ways you definitely were producing your own stuff um, from the get go mm. and I was producing kind of hands off the desk so but the MO for me was to get lots of songs out yeah. um, and almost to not think about them so much um, sure. that's developed almost later yeah that's interesting because it's the production it's the recording of it where you start to get really yeah but if you've just written it and someone else is doing that then yeah. you can kind of which is why also 
the, the kind of intention was to do a lot of it live as uh-huh. well back then you know was just to like to write and play and to keep writing and so it was very much about that interaction in between audience you and all like there was yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and also to try and not overthink stuff that was the MO of, okay. of, of doing stuff live um, which now I like both types of recording like I still like live recording and I think you and I working together we can think about stuff and actually go into explore you know concepts and ideas as well um, but that, that's developed a little bit later for me mm-hmm. in, the, in the production space mm, yeah yeah, I was becoming. I was listening to it with my producer ears, and I found it. Now, also, like a, a few, there was a few. Like, so your, so I first. I've told you this, but like, your first time I saw you guys was at. Um, do you know where you go? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find your way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, analogy, am I right? <laughs> We're gonna find it. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll find that way. Um, um, yeah, your early songs have this, like, I was listening to some of them, and my favourite song, which maybe we'll try and, like, play it, it'd be good to add these in, add yeah. the songs in, yeah. is, um, which I saw at Pete's Ridge live in that Chai tent, which is, um, that my mama always said that you should never We were so young, so much to lose and so much to learn from, we too young, but how I wish those days weren't gone. My mama always said that you never take food off the big damn woman. And my papa always said that you should never tell a lie, but if you do, then take it back, son. Oh. These songs, for me, have this. It's like it's like a nostalgia. That I was writing down the throat. The thing that I wrote was like it's like it make, made me it makes you want something. It makes you yearn for something that you don't even know what it is that you want. <laughs> and then I was listening to, and then some later songs came on, and because I was it was weird. Like I was listening to it. And I'm almost like it's actually almost painful listening to these songs. I'm like that's weird that it's painful because it's so it's so. Um, comforting it makes you feel it does make you it makes you feel something like it goes I didn't know I needed to feel that but I'm feeling it now that's cool and then later on you you sort of and then I was really I was listening to you start bringing in much more rock and roll yeah into your recordings yeah and even your vocal the way your vocals been recorded you really you're pushing your vote there's a few songs on there I can't remember but you're really intentionally pushing it to breaking point yeah and you're really giving it some yeah I couldn't blame you no you couldn't wake you had to stay and blame it all upon it simple twist of fate but that's okay cause I can still remember sitting in the rain and we'd say what's the matter we laugh on the wrong side Album called Trap Trap Lame, yeah. And then there's a song called Slave to Nothing. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think when I was listening to Slave to Nothing, the production feels. I felt heavy listening to that song. I felt like I was trying to struggle out of something. Yeah, yeah. And the feeling I was getting from these songs was this 
you're trying to break free. It's almost like that pain that I felt in those early songs, yeah. which was, which to my I prefer listening to those early songs. The earlier ones, yeah. In a way, but then what you've done is, you, it's for me, it's almost like you went, all right, I'm going to jump into that pain in a second too. Yeah. And so, and now I feel like maybe there's a full circle coming, like with this new release, Newcastle. Yeah. There's a bit of a return to, yeah. I don't know what what you call that, but I, and even like the imagery of Slave to Nothing, it's black and white. It's yeah. like, yeah. it was starting to, it was really, the, the, I'm going on here on a bit of a thing, but how much are you aware of what you're writing and versus looking back at it now, like say 10 years on or so, yeah. and you, because you, you talk about free, trying to be free a lot. Yeah, and home. And home. <laughs> and then you can feel it and you can really go listen to it deeply. I can feel this like, and you talk about young man, just a young man. Yeah. And so I can feel this young man struggle to be free. Yeah. And it's almost like, I wonder how much you were aware you were doing that as you were writing it, how much looking back. Yeah. That's a lot of questions, but I, what what is my main... Do you, what do you, what, well, what I feel you? like, what I'm hearing um, and feeling is uh, that that almost felt like my second puberty in a way. Okay. Um, because I felt like Georgia Fair came out relatively fully formed. It happened very quickly for us. And in those early recordings and um, that time, it was kind of like that magical time where you're not really thinking about anything um, I mean you are obviously deep, deeply internally but that young 20s kind of yeah you're just writing it hey like you've just left high school and um, anyway that was the entry into the world and then once you know you get into your 20s I just remember <laughs> that's when it all started to Crack, the cracks started to appear, basically. Early, you're talking early 20s? I'm talking all early 20s, yeah. Yeah. I. So you're, yeah. those those first nostalgic kind of songs I'm talking about, are they like, what, late teens? Are they 19, 18, 19, 20? Or are they, were, yeah. Yeah, they're mostly late teens, early 20s, uh-huh. those songs. So, um, and a lot of them came out, yeah, very, like, in one go around that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a very fruitful time. Yeah, sure. Um, like... If you look at George Affair's first EP, it's Ben and I walking through this garden, you know. Um, and it was like the Garden of Eden, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was two innocent young men. And it's very, very uh, kind of yellowy bright, you know. It's quite yeah, yeah. A, it's a beautiful shot. Um, and then there was, you know, a lot of death that we ran into. Well, it's basically. funny, it's like that weird innocence. It's like when you're watching... You sort of know that that you're gonna to have to. And so, <laughs> well, I, I think didn't. maybe that's no, no, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it's painful listening to it because it's, it's like, yeah. oh, it's so sweet <laughs> that you think this is gonna be beautiful, <laughs> and then, and it is like there's something so amazing about that late teens, early twenties that is full of this fresh yeah. life. Yeah. Um, it's not really maybe hasn't really maybe been battered too much yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, 
you're right. I, I spoke. I mean, in the early stuff, I spoke a lot about wanting to go home, <laughs> but it was obviously a bigger. It was a bigger sense of home yeah. that I was yearning for. Um, because that's also the time you start leaving home. Hey, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, and then it broke into like trying to be free and. I don't know exactly what I was trying to be free from. That, yeah, that's that was exactly my question. I had when yeah. I was like, "What? What do you think you were trying to be free from?" Well, I know now. I know now in hind, but it is a hindsight do revelation. Yeah. Oh well, I know. But, I think I know. Yeah, tell me. Um, tell me. I was, and I probably goes for a lot of people in your twenties. Um, no matter how free you think you are, there's there's a lot of people pulling the pulling the strings. In your twenties, and that I mean, there's a naturalness to that, you know. People um, looking out for you in some way, um, but also there's a lot of those those strings that you want to cut uh, to find out who you really are, especially spiritually and artistically, mm. basically. Um, so um, there was yeah, there was a long there was a long road to hope, kind of basically. Um, Do you feel like you what what is home? What, how do you, what do you make of that word home now? Home now? Um, home to me now is, it's a big question. Um, sounds like a fan. But I got questions. Yeah, no, home, I don't know, I'm trying to think if I still <coughs> sing about that so much. Um, at the moment I'm exploring Australia a lot mm. and you know because we've been working together and and, um, and like exploring some of my new songs and they do seem to be um, not that I think your national identity is exactly who you are but it definitely is something I'm exploring at the moment in my music yeah. um, it's where I've spent my whole life basically yeah. I've travelled around but this is where I was born and um, I've become a lot more interested in that <laughs> yeah but yeah that's a that's quite a quite a um, journey to go back th- back through yeah it is it was interesting for me to go because um, I sometimes do that with my own to go through your like it's the, the other thought I was having when I was listening to it is like if you want to get to know you yeah. <laughs> it's all there. Like, yeah. If you listen to, if you went from the start, first George Fair album, through all the work that you put out. Yeah. Like you're, you're really putting your life out on display. Yeah. Yep. So why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, partly because the songs come. Mm-hmm. That is a pretty natural process. It was always, as soon as I started playing guitar songs were coming there wasn't necessarily so, that much divide there yeah right tell, tell me more about we just yeah as soon as I picked up the guitar there's little little clues of how I felt were coming out and that sounds like I'm not necessarily connected to who I am but that's what it feels like with songs and I need the song to even figure out how I'm fit, how I'm yeah. feeling um so, I'm trying to think why I'm saying that. Well, it's making sense to me because, like, that's sort of what I'm saying is like I'm listening to these songs and I also know 
bit of your life history that I'm yeah. listening to. Like, I feel like you don't even know what you're singing about in those moments. <laughs> but yeah. what a part of you really does know, and that's what that's what that song yeah. and art sort of does. It's like it's almost like something knows what you need before you are, and you're just catching up to your songs in a way. Yeah, well, that's that's that sounds very true to how I feel, and it's getting close to what we were talking about before is that even if I don't necessarily it's not like I'm completely detached from the song where I go oh I wrote this and I've got no idea what it's about it's not that crazy Um, (laughs) or romantic (laughs) it's actually much more like I get the essence of what this song's about and it'll probably take me a long time to truly know that Um, and I think I'm catching up a little bit more in my old age in terms of understanding maybe a little bit more because I understand more about myself um, now so then how do you so there's like this you start learning a few chords and then straight away you find songs yeah there. yeah and now what is it 20 years on now you still write almost yeah, getting on 20 years yeah. been writing songs for now yeah so and I know we've talked about this a bit because that initial naivety is so good because you don't know what you're doing yeah. and you can and then you go through this period of where you sort of think you know what you're doing yeah. but you can write shitty songs yeah. that way yeah. so how how would you say your relationship to song has changed from when you first started yeah. from when you first discovered it to how you relate to song now well there's that's the core of the, the core of the process is still the same in some ways mm-hmm. like and what I mean by that is there still is just basically I'm just tinkering on an ins- instrument most likely and something comes it seems from out of nowhere um, so the core of that is the same that happens to me now like um I'm thinking about Newcastle now because I was just sitting there and then this whole story just started coming out, you know, and I just followed it. Um, so the core of it's almost the same. It sort of comes from this... Um, it, it, and I've thought about it a lot, obviously. I think it's more about entering into a state is what I'm trying to say. And that's yeah. why I like doing it because it, it puts me into... Um, some people might call it a meditative state but for me it's it's even nicer than that (laughs) or or it's the true meditative state for me Um, so I can't remember the question but what I well I'm just wondering you're sort of saying that it's your relationship to song is pretty similar now there's some yeah there's some there's still some mystery about it but it feels like well, it's making me think of what, how I was describing song. I like to think of it as the land of song. It's like, yeah, you yeah. just said it's a place. Like, yeah. it's not something you write. It's, it's like a place you go. Yeah. Does that yeah. is that too? Does that sound too wankerish? Or does no, that... it's 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 spot on. I think um, what I'm sort of noticing, like the theme of this conversation to a certain degree, or the way I'm I'm viewing it that my lens is that it's got something to do with becoming more of an adult um, because yeah like what you what you said is exactly true it's just that I'm more conscious of it 
now of an adult as an adult and I know that I've got to live in both worlds yeah sure whereas I think there was a real time where I thought I'm um, that's the world for me. Okay. <laughs> the, yeah, land, yeah. the land of song was where I might, you, you know, pitch my tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably truly thought that that was possible. Um, That'd be nice. Which is actually, that I look back and say that, that's really beautiful. That's kind of a beautiful aspiration. But yeah. um, also, like, wow, that's probably why shit cracked. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's, and it's, it's a real, like, Yeah, I mean, it's a real struggle. And I think we're talking about Australia a bit and that Australian psyche and the songwriter in Australia. Mm. Um, it's not It's not so much... It's not like getting a trade. Yeah. Even though there is very trade-like elements to it. Like, Absolutely. You can learn the craft of songwriting. You might not be a good songwriter, but you can learn... You can learn how to write songs and you can dedicate yourself to becoming a better songwriter but that doesn't mean you there's no guaranteed paycheck or a way of living and that's no. a real tension that I don't know what, it's, it's hard to know what other countries are because I actually just don't know mm. but as far as it, like my experience and, and we've talked about this it's like there's a fair bit of grit in going against the grain in this thing that feels so precious and yeah. so life giving yep. and yet can be so easily crushed by something in in um in the way modern Australia is sort of perceives. Yeah, I mean I always thought um, yeah there was like a real yearning for that American Feeling like I'm, I know it's 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 very hard to to make it as a musician in America as well, but it did seem like there was a lot more sort of facilities over there. Um, facilities, facilities that are more outlets or yeah. or like you say, it seemed like more of a way of life that was accepted yeah. in in some way. Because um, you know we all are Aussie mates. We love music here. It's not that we don't love music. It's just. I mean, you're constantly told, at least, like, this is no way you're ever going to be able to make <laughs> yeah. a living doing that. And, yeah. and they're right to a large extent, you know. Um, yeah. But not to analyse it too much, but I think it's because we're a young nation and yeah. I think as artists we know that it's very important. It's very important for Australia to have, to, to put artists up and I think maybe it's starting to happen now. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it was definitely um, it was hard to to rip out into that. Yeah, and it is like it makes me it sort of makes me wince a little bit to think about all those the little looks from um, family gatherings from uncles and parents and whoever is there. Yeah, they're like they're sort of glad you got this song thing, but then there's always this just like you know you can't <laughs> you know you can't do this forever, don't you, buddy? <laughs> And everything inside you wants to scream at them like, fuck off. <laughs> and yet, and so it's even more painful when they are kind of right. Yeah. But like, but then the 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 thing that I think is maybe shifts in the 30s about being somewhere, it's like this idea of living in the land of song forever. Yeah. Or even making it. Yeah. It's like versus this song, because the other th- the sense that I was getting listening to your music 
um, is this idea of, and I don't usually like the word spiritual, but it's like um, relationship with song and songwriting mm-hmm. feels to me for you like it's um, it's almost more of a spirit. It's part of your spiritual journey. Yeah. of how you exist in this world yes. versus this thing that is going to make you lots of money and make you famous. That'd be nice, but maybe it wouldn't be. But it's much more like... Um, if it wasn't so black and white, like, you know, the, I feel like the message that you often get, even unconsciously, if not overtly, mm. about being a musician is... Um, that you can't make money of it, so just forget it. Yeah. Versus like, this is a very important thing. So how are we gonna, how are we gonna keep this as a precious part of your life while you also? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blabbering a bit there. Does that? Well, just landing there. What's coming to mind is the name of Rick Rubin's new book, uh-huh. and it's <clears throat> about art and artists. I think it's called Art and the Art: A Way of Being. Yeah, yeah, that's and the phrase. That seems to be yeah. the new the new feeling that, um, yeah, like you said, I'm going to have to find a way. This has to be part of my life no matter what. Yeah. Um, and there were even times, like, I don't know if we'll go into it in this interview, but where there was potential to just make the money off it. Yeah. Um, well, this is your major label. Yeah, sort of ma- major label days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not like there was actually a track where it was like I could potentially take it. Well, that's that's interesting. So why don't we go there? Because yeah, um, because you got out of your major label contract, and that was you that instigated. Like you, George Affair, you didn't necessarily get booted off your label, did you? Like no, we we left. You left. Label, yeah. So. Yeah. There's a chance, in some ways, that would be like some people would dream of ever being in that position. Like, would never. It's a rare thing to be in a position yeah. where someone's going, "Look, we're going to give you lots of money yeah. so you can indulge, so you can live in the land of song." Yeah. And yet, there was obviously <laughs> some sort of price that was too high for you to pay. So, um, what was it? What was it that? Um, what was that cost? Why? Why was? Why did you get out of that? There's two like there's two ways of looking at it. The the first way is how I was feeling at the time was what I was being asked to do didn't match my values, um, and it felt like it was going to um, take it. The, the strings were being too pulled, pulled too heavily by someone else, basically. Yeah. So that that <laughs> that contrast with all those what I'm hearing is this desire to be free. Yeah. And like fuck these strings off. Yeah. And then you're in an organism that is like <laughs> not just strings, but we've got chains, yeah. chains on you. Well, that's yeah. Like to take it into another tangent, when to be free when I was 18 was to be a songwriter no matter what sure so there was a certain degree of no matter what I'll be a songwriter yeah and then I sort of got that and then realised oh that's actually not where all the freedom <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, <laughs> that wasn't the final hurdle for my, my freedom um, and 
I am a Sagittarius. I think I might have something to do with it. Freedom junkies. Freedom but, junkies. Um, but anyway, to take it back to the original question, looking back, I think I just had a lot more. I needed to gain a lot more life experience, um, and I had to go and and find a different way of being not just as a major major label artist, basically. But life, I, always, I kind of balk at that term, life experience. It makes me feel like, <laughs> why did you need life experience? For what? I needed to be broke, broken. <laughs> I needed to be right. severely broken before. Because you know, why? Because that's how you write good shit. <laughs> um, that's probably the trouble with hindsight, because now I'm sort of putting a, a positive frame on it basically um, but to take it back to to the original reason um, was yeah I just how do I even say it like I really I really wanted to continue the, the themes that I was exploring in my writing that like of the likes of Trap Flame I was thinking I was just starting to get there even though Trap Flame's a painful record yeah. to listen to and it didn't bring in the bucks basically Trap Flame yeah but I, is, that's what I found like the, sorry keep going well, just, I didn't but even though it didn't bring in the bucks and it was a painful record I still thought I was on the right track mm. um, and yeah. that, that's I think that's sort of what I was trying to what I was noticing in like as, as a listener those first songs Something Easy and yeah. their their palette and I can just hear fans going can't you just go and make that first EP again? Yeah. Like, make songs like that, because that's we like that. Yeah. And there's a hint of pain there, but not so much that it's overbearing. Like, it's like the, 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 the good, the, um, the sweet stuff or whatever is it. It's sort of... But then you jump into that pain stuff, and I do. I find it actually hard to listen to. I'm like... Yeah. Which is not to say it's a bad thing. It's... It can be quite rewarding to listen to music like that if you're willing to go because that's what I felt I did with you I, I usually wouldn't listen but I was like no I'm going to go I'm going to go and experience young 20 year olds Jordan's psyche yeah. and if you want to know what it's like to be inside your psyche yeah go on this, you can go and listen to that album I was feeling a bit suffocated listening to that album. Yeah. Which is, I'm assuming, is how well, that's you were how feeling. I, that's probably how I was feeling. And um, I can't exactly say why, but I can say that um, just before that album is when, yeah, like some heavy feelings were starting to come up out of nowhere, basically. <clears throat> um, 
and we can analyse that for days, but I basically had everything that I could possibly want, you know, and I still, there was, there, was, there were heavy feelings starting to emerge. Well, like I had my, I had, yeah, I had, the music career was pretty on, on track, and this is like where spirituality crosses over mm. with music, because it's, it's a pretty well-told story you get everything you want and you're still not <laughs> yeah, happy yeah. but for me it was more like that was true but I was also so young and hadn't necessarily experienced those feelings of disappointment before um, I mean I'm probably sure I had but real like really why am I feeling yeah why am I feeling I've got all this yeah what the fuck? yeah exactly um, so I had to explore it basically yeah. that was that's what Trap Flame was about okay well I have to explore what these feelings are about which is different because some people would choose not to do that they would just they I'm not not as a you know like there's a choice there that you had which was like you know what I I can write a song I can pursue this part of song that is going to get attention yeah or I can listen to maybe a deeper calling so like the whisper inside of me that says "Mm, this is something more important than making it as a big songwriter yeah. as much as you would have liked those songs there's no yeah. denying that you wouldn't want Trap Flame to tour the world with it but yeah. that didn't happen no um, because no, who knows why but um, maybe because they suck <laughs> but more, more my point is that the so called spiritual journey or your journey of self discovery of self and and um desire to be maybe more true to yourself yeah was more important than writing a hit song well yeah but also it didn't feel like a choice because that's the way it, right. that's the thing that it got me there in the first place was that I wrote songs because I was exploring myself and who like who who I was and how I'm feeling so that's just what I kept doing basically um and because uh, for me, there's no other, there's no point writing songs for any other reason. <laughs> there's just not. Um, what? Say that again. Well, sorry, I was just distracted because I thought we'd have a custard tart. <laughs> Do you want a bit of custard tart? Yeah. Um, Once I get around the bins. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Radio head <laughs> The old Bill Goll. It's Bill Goller, isn't it? Bill Goller bins. Um, just to paint the picture of where we are. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, basically that was it. I'm not gonna. I had the. I've got. I had somewhat of an opportunity to keep just plugging along, along with a music career for the sake of it. But uh, that there's no real. There's no honey, honey in it for me. Then, you know? yeah. um, and and then like to, to sort of summarise that. Yeah, so it led to a pretty bleak time in some ways. It's a pretty hard music but I do the cool thing is I feel like I've come through it just mm-hmm. to just to sort of give like people some relief like <laughs> <laughs> well and I hope that that's what people will experience in Newcastle because from a personal I mean I've got a vested interest in it because I produced it <laughs> with you but but I was travelling overseas at the start of this year and getting my, and when I was in a, a few ruts I, I told you like I had that song in my thing. I went to it because I 
I needed it. <laughs> like I needed, which, um, which is amazing. Like as a songwriter, that's amazing. Dude. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Yeah. And like, and it has to me. It feels a bit full circle, and it's got some connection with that early nostalgia that your first songs had. Yeah. But I, I, I can feel this. I don't feel the pain in that song, which is interesting because yeah. there's a lot of pain in that song. Yeah. Well, it's you know heavy subject matter, but yeah, you're right. It's it's buoyant, um, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's what I want to explore now too. Like I, maybe you have to go through that that. It might have been a certain winter or autumn or whatever, but like, and I, it was necessary for me because I do think what I'm writing now has sort of come from that time. Like you said, I know things are different now. But hey, little cousin, I'm saying to you, what you said to me. against it buddy you're just like no just, just celebrate this innocence there you go get some custard time and, and you can never get it back obviously but no but yeah that's I think that's what I was wondering about your relationship with song now because there can be a point in songwriting where you know what you're doing like you could go and write I could go get your guitar go and write me a song come yep. back and you could give me a song in an hour mm-hmm. versus that moving into kind of naive territory I guess Mm -hmm. which is and how do you be innocent again well I feel like I am being to be honest Um, so yeah you can't you can't have like original innocence but um, part of the artistic process is sort of trying to get to that it's for me it's I've never really defined it as innocent, innocence, but it's probably not the right word, but it's something like that. Yeah. What is it? What is it? It's, it's, right it's some is. kind of naivety. It's some kind of, or maybe it's a playfulness. Yeah. Maybe the right. Yeah. It's, there is a. Yeah. What is that? I think it's something like. I think I discovered that I don't have to do this. You know, okay. which helps. That's interesting. Um, and I don't know why I, I got to the point where I felt like I have to do this. You know, um, which is maybe what it initially was. It was just joy, like what the. I can imagine when you first discovered it. it yes, yeah. like it was just like world oh, opening up. Yeah, I remember thinking of the song first time writing that song, and it was like a, a veil came back, and I got a peek behind into the 
in 2007. It's his world to discover. Mm. Um, to bring Eckhart Tolle into the conversation. Come on, come on. We've got to get this. <laughs> he, like I have made my identity out of being a songwriter yeah. I made my I made being a songwriter into my identity mm-hmm. um, and we'll have, to, we'll have to think of the quote that you sent me one time about that confusion about are you the song are, mm. you, are you are you the song or is you're not quite the song isn't you but it, it is a part of you it's got you in it yes yeah, it's yeah. got you in it but um yeah, so the, that, that confusion. Um, yeah, separating... Because that is a real thing that happens, I think, to any creative. Is you do put so much of yourself in this thing. Yeah. And then you put it out into the world. Yeah. And then you think that you're out in the world, but you're not out in the world. The, the, the creation of yours is out in the world. Yeah. So you're not, you're not your song. Yeah. And it's so... It can be very hard to find the just like distinguish between those two things yeah yeah and I feel better now writing songs with that sort of and that's knowledge that I think you have to you have to gain like it's probably it's probably good to just to go out if you're a young songwriter just go out go out and get lost in the world of song there's yeah. no other way to do it no, just yeah, do just it enjoy. and then it learn reminds, that way it reminds me of this um have you ever read Rilke's Letters to a Young Poet? A long time ago, yeah. He he talks about... I can't remember what he, he's like... He's um, talking about giving advice. He said he, he recommends this book by someone, some Danish author, I think. Yeah. And goes, just just read this and just let this like, enter into the world. Let the world wash over you. Yeah. And um, I feel like that's like, yeah almost indulge in it enjoy this that magical world that songwriting is yeah because yeah. it's a big playground when it's when it doesn't have all that identity and need to make a way of, like make a make money and all that it's just one of the best places you can it's just one of the best places you can be yeah yeah and I still feel like that um, today which is cool can you drive with that light on yeah it's fine yeah, nice. All right, shifting it up a bit. Give me, give me a sense of some of the people that um, you felt really influenced you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there were different phases, obviously, in my life. Um, but around about that early high school, Mark Kurt Cobain was pretty big. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't look like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> I do now. Could have been. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Kurt Cobain He's someone that's just like still I can still listen to him with The same feeling I did when I was 13 Yeah, um, feeling Yeah um, So that was sort of like Sort of high school days But then When I left high school And I went to this festival Called the Great Escape Festival and I saw Angus and Julius Stone yeah. and Missy Higgins and lots of others, but those two were just like, oh my God, <laughs> okay, I, I might be able to do this. Yeah, we um, talk about that, the, ang- the influence of Angus Stone, he, it's so easy to bag him, but he's, he was a game changer. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got some sort of presence. Yeah. Um, he taps into a similar place, I think, that it's a fifth. Yeah, you just get this immediate feeling with his songs. You just transport it somehow. I, well, what you were talking about with the nostalgia seems to. That's, I relate that to when I'm listening to his, yeah. his songs. Um, and I don't, yeah, it's a, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's a nice, that's what I mean. It's nice. Yeah. You want to go back for it. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were, there were a couple. And then, and then obviously, that's where Dylan came in a bit later, mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. Um, but I was thinking about this today. Um, wondering whether we might talk about Bob Dylan and I was actually I was more interested in the story of Bob Dylan before I really knew about his music too much like his yeah, right. uh, his story like the way it was presented to me read like that, that his, was his yeah. life story yeah. versus music yeah and it was and, and where like the, the myth and the, the reality kind of met up I have no idea but what I was perceiving this myth of Bob Dylan I was just like wow this is that was very powerful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I sort of devoured, devoured a lot, a lot of books on him, and then, um, and then I got really into, into his music. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a couple. I yeah, mean, nice. there are a couple that come, come to mind. Um, or we're just about to write Palm Beach, which you said this is where it all. Before we started, this you said this is where it all began. Yeah. So give us give us a Palm Beach story to maybe maybe finish it up. Well, Palm Beach is sort of where my old man saw himself. You know, it was kind of like the big pinnacle of where he wanted to to end up. Basically, um, a boy coming from Parramatta, Palm Beach was like um, was the pinnacle uh, for him, and he used to take me here surfing a lot. Um, and anyway, uh, you and I had a game of golf recently, and um, I was looking through Dad's old golf bag because I was using his clubs, and I pulled out a pulled out an old school card, and um, <laughs> and it was actually it was the last game that Dad and I played down here at Palm Beach, um, and I had his handwriting on the school card and everything, and I just stood there, sort of looking at it. For a long time, just like wow, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to frame this or something. <laughs> um, so yeah, Palm Beach was a pretty, pretty special, uh-huh. special place for me. Um, and the Northern Beaches in general was where like I first started really making music and kicking around. That was my first great escape. Actually, was the North Beaches. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're here now. We've just arrived. Yeah, nice. <laughs> home. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of does feel like home. Um, yeah, well, good. Well, I reckon that's not a bad place to wrap it up. Unless, what, you, you got any final things you feel like are on your mind? Yeah? Thank you for taking me through that <laughs> journey. <laughs> it actually helps me make sense of it yeah, as cool. well. Um, yeah when you're in it you don't always know what's going on but um I, I feel I feel happy that I had to go through some some hard times basically now um well it sounds like 
song is probably what actually helped you maybe get through. It's a weird double-edged sword because you sometimes wonder, does it make those hardships or is it is it the thing that helps yeah. you ask yeah. those? Um, I feel like I wrote, a, I wrote a thing as I was listening to your... There's one question, what did I... Um, Oh yeah, I wrote here. Does song give us the capacity to face the unfaceable? Well, yeah, I prefer to think of it as. These days, I prefer to think of it as a single-edged sword. <laughs> do they exist? <laughs> they do in the land of song. <laughs> it's a saw. <laughs> um, I think it. I think it helps me more than it hinders me. Well, and I think if you think about. You know, it's, yeah, what people people's relationship to song who aren't songwriters mm. and they really hit mm. a place in life that they just were like a, that they don't know where. So often, music can be a thing that gets them through that. Mm. Um, yeah, but I feel like what song and music can do is in those. It's it's like it's really where the rubber hits the road when mm. there's it's um so yeah and I feel like after listening to your music I feel like I know I actually know you a bit better too so That's it's cool. real it's a and I really reflected on my own like so much resonance in my own trip through it too so awesome um thanks for having a crack thanks mate keep going thanks for being here with me <laughs> <laughs> all right good place to wrap yeah. 56 minutes, just the same time as the therapy session. You beauty. Beauty.